nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 51, season 3, episode 15, The Bubble, originally airing March 19th, 2009. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Dr. Drew is so handsome that his entire life exists inside a bubble where everyone wants to know him and treat him nicely and give him perks, and Liz decides it's time to pop that bubble. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's time for Tracy's contract renewal at TGS, but Jack makes the fatal mistake of reminding him that he doesn't actually need to work anymore, sending him down a spiral and Kenneth with him. Also, looking for attention, Jenna decides to donate her hair to Locks of Love. I mean, Merkins of Hope. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I, I was genuinely laughing out loud a lot of this episode. I, I remember this episode fairly well just because of the storyline of, of John Hamm's character coming back and, and all of the small things of him, of Liz challenging what he can and cannot do because of his bubble. But I kind of forgot a lot of the smaller things, like like when she starts choking or when they're playing tennis, or like just a lot of the lines that Tracy has in this are just fantastic. Like how degrading he is to, to Jack, because like what's Jack gonna do? You know, like Jack needs him more than he need, than Tracy needs Jack. So it's like it's just, there's a lot of funny bits in here. And then Jenna's story, albeit it's only like two or three scenes total, it's Jenna. It's narcissistic Jenna. It's what we always love about that character. So it's it's nice to have that back. So. Um, yeah, I think this coming right off of last week's episode, it's another. It's like like I was saying, it's a wacky but grounded uh, episode in that we take the character of Doctor Baird, put him to ten, and show how like stupid he is, or at least how ignorant or naive he is because of his freedoms that he gets, basically his privilege of all the privileges that he has, and how he just gets away with everything. Um, but it's still grounded in a way that. You know, she's not, it's never too over the top or anything like that. So, does that make sense now? Have you seen the episode? Yes. Okay, good. What did you think about the episode? I thought it was pretty good. I, I mean, there were a lot of funny moments. I don't think, the, well, okay, we'll get into it. There's at least one character moment that drives a plot that feels like it's manufactured for the sake of making the storyline work as opposed to being a genuine move that character would make, which we can talk about when we get to, okay. but. So I, I, I kind of kept thinking about that a little bit. But overall, it's I, I mean, it's a funny episode. There's a, definitely a lot of funny one-liners. And the concept of John Hamm literally being, or Dr. Drew literally being bad at everything, including his career, he's managed to skate by <laughs> just because he's so handsome yeah. is is pretty hilarious. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the choking scene is probably one of the highlights of this season for me. And I hate that I forgot it because it's so just absurd uh, we'll talk about it when we get there because there's a lot of visual stuff, but uh, it's uh, it's really great. Any other thoughts we have before we hop in? Let's hop in. All right. The cold open is basically going to set up the Tracy storyline, and then the tell end will set up the Dr. Drew storyline. But we'll probably cut in between just to talk about certain things that happen, as we always do. duck uptown and have lunch with my boyfriend. Yes, ma'am. Look, is that code for some kind of older gal medical procedure? No, Kenneth, I really have a boyfriend. Look, he's handsome and a doctor. A doctor? Well, don't get too attached. As soon as people realize his tonics don't work, it's on to the next town. Hey, Ken, you know what I have a craving for? Jerk chicken from that place in Mill Basin? And some catalog photos of expectant mothers in their swimming suits? You are my radar O'Reilly, Ken. Now get in here and rub my feet till you hear a chopper coming. Let him. How's Tracy? What's his mood? Oh, upbeat and confused. Oh, perfect. You know, his contract is up. Has it been that long? Boy, we sure have done some crazy things with Tracy in the last three years. We sure have. <laughs> I'm thinking about some of them now. Me too. Just like the... <laughs> A couple episodes back when Jenna and Tracy went on the we're supposed to get soup for the crew and they went out shopping yeah and like we tried out and then basically they subvert the montage of trying on outfits like I love this subversion of they could have easily just spliced in 
just flashes of stuff that had happened up to this point and like they just no, there's them awkwardly on. standing there yeah looking like, off and thinking yeah oh, i love it it's so good i forget that joke is in this episode but it's 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 wonderful anyway i'm handling the tracy thing myself right play hardball get your business jollies oh sadly not this time with tracy it's not about money anymore his video game made a fortune and he invested all of it in a company that dismantles bank signs they're doing very well. You don't think he's going to leave, do you? Oh, don't worry. When you're above money, personal relationships become your currency. Tracy and I have become uh, quite close. Look, we got BFF bracelets. You guys are best friends forever? That's not what that stands for. Why would you celebrate that? Okay, so I think... I think I have know what it's supposed to be, but... I'm just curious, what's your wildest guess? That, or what's your guess that that's supposed to mean, BFF? I have no idea. What's your thought? My guess is buttfuck friends. Like, they've both had, not together, well, I, but they've had honestly, anal sex. Maybe. And they want to celebrate that. I don't know what else. I mean, it could, yeah. just, I mean, obviously, it's left up to the viewer's discretion to fill in the blanks. But just judging her reaction, it seems like that's what it is. Because I, I, why would you celebrate that? I don't know. But why not? Also... Sex is sex. You should celebrate it however you want. Hooray! Yay! We're a sex-positive podcast. So tell me where you went to school again. Well, um, I hey, you really look nice today. Thank you. Do you know her? No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, no. Uh, that's my car. Meter's expired. I, I forgot to get quarters. You know what? I got quarters. Thanks, officer. You're welcome. Boy, people sure are nice to you. Yeah, I guess. Excuse me, I'm Calvin Klein, and I think you should be my next underwear model. Whoa, thanks. You want to get a card or phone number? We'll figure it out. <laughs> I think that those last two lines feel like Adelaide to me. Just I don't yeah. Know. Also, I. <laughs> I believe, yes, that he thinks he'll just find him again and yeah. set him up with his underwear modeling Complete career. Complete happenstance. He'll yeah. just stumble upon him as he's just done now. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. It's a good setup. Uh, but again, the the one thing I don't like about this episode is there's never been any hint of this in the previous episodes we've seen of this character. That's why it's such a sharp turn for the character. And I like it because it makes it more 30 Rock. Because, of course, nothing can go perfectly. Everything has to have some sort of... Yeah nastiness about it so I, I enjoy it but it's just again thinking about the last two episodes we've had the the sharpest that we've had at turn was his mom is really his sister or his sister is really his mom and his, right. what he thinks his mom is his, his grandmother, grandmother which could explain the like we said then could explain the stupidity that the character showcases but um, it, it's just has a sharp turn for the character that's kind of like oh, alright well I guess this is just where this character goes now but it's so funny, It's and, and I like it. It's just... Was there some other moment, though? Because, I mean, I, I feel like the Your Sister's Your Mother thing is the thing that happens, like, not often, but, like, it's it's the thing that happens in real life, you know, and it's not, that's not a mark of being stupid. No, like, it's not. I feel but, like there was something else um, that... Well, no, because the next episode is them, uh, is the Valentine's Day, and then the next episode is... No, the first episode was them just um, meeting each other because she found his mail. They went on the date. Wasn't it something about him reaching into her purse? Because remember, because it was when it was when they were having a date at her apartment, and he was like filming around, and she was like the the, and he and he accidentally roofied himself. Like, yeah, what, I feel like it was something around that moment where it was like it, it, I can't remember exactly what, but it was like it, it was something in that scene. I feel like that he did that was like well so you might in, that, think in that. that scene he goes the dog's giving me a headache she goes okay there's aspirin in my purse he goes he grabs it and he he takes it he doesn't look at the bottle because he just assumes right. it's aspirin because that's what she said and then he maybe it wasn't that exactly but I well like, I think I think we applied something to it because after that he goes she goes I'm the generalissimo and he goes I don't know what that is and I think I said well that I mean, Ledger says that he's dumb. But it's like again, he just got roofied, and he's confused, so he might not know what that is. So maybe uh, I don't think so. Though. I don't think there was anything that showed previously how dumb he might actually be. Or well, not not certainly not, not to this level. Yeah, yeah. No, well, and again, he's not 
fully dumb in this. He's just he's just so privileged that he's just never really had to try. So I don't, maybe it's not dumb isn't the right word. He's just had a very easy, easy life. So we come back to 30 Rock and we learn about the bubble. You went to plunder for lunch? How did you get a table? I don't know. It was packed, but they just gave Drew a table. It is ridiculous how people treat him. The chef sent over food, ladies sent drinks, Mayor Bloomberg asked him to dance. Well, beautiful people are treated differently from moderately pleasant-looking people. It's true. They live in a bubble. A bubble of free drinks, kindness, and outdoor sex. How did Drew turn out as well as he did going through life like that? The bubble isn't always a bad thing. Look at me. I turned out okay, didn't I? Jack, I want you to pay close attention to the following over-the-top eye roll. Oh, brother. Lemon, I don't share this often, but this is a photo of me when I was 25 years old. What the what? You have a Superman chest. I know. Oh, my God, the lady will have two tickets to the gun show. And your eyes are so much bluer. What happened to your eyes? My point is, Lemon, the bubble doesn't last forever. So get in there with Drew and enjoy those perks while you can. Can I keep that? Uh, no. It's my only copy. I like that he just like carries that around with him. Like, yes. He's like, it's just a constant reminder of what he used to look like and what he wants to maybe reach again or something like that. I don't know. Well, it doesn't sound like he wants to reach again because it sounds like he's, he's pretty... Um, aware of it. I mean looks, yeah, looks only lasts a certain amount of time yeah. before yeah. you can only do so much or maybe so maybe it's just so he can reminisce yeah yeah all right it's, it's funny it's just funny that he had that on hand of course TV magic it has to has to be that way now uh, so we get to Jenna's storyline again it's only a handful of scenes uh, of Jenna's story they're it's pretty great though like I think this is this mm, they're all pretty great so we're gonna have to play all of them We'll see, but uh, it's just, it's again, it's her, because she's not getting enough attention from or on the show, she has to do something to attract attention for herself. I guess the movie's not enough. Everyone gather around, please. Actor announcement. As you probably know, especially if you read page six of my publicist's emails, I have decided to cut my hair and donate it to charity. But Miss Maroney, why would you cut your beautiful hair? You look just how I picture Mary Magdalene. Well, because, Kenneth, I am a selfless person who can't get arrested in this town. Meanwhile, Tracy Jordan's face is everywhere. Jenna, I already explained that. That was a police sketch of a flasher who happened to look like Tracy. We hope. Whatever, he's hogging the buzz. You've got buzz. You were in that magazine that time. I don't even know what you're referring to. And that was two years ago. Rude. Yeah, rude on a couple of reasons. One, Muppets are amazing, and I think I do think Miss Piggy looked better. Secondly, and this is <laughs> this is personal, uh, but yeah. I was scrolling through Twitter earlier today, and there's this uh, video game personality uh greg miller greg miller and he had the audacity to send out a tweet that said no one else is going to say it all right i'm going to say it muppets are overrated greg miller you are canceled i i don't tolerate that kind of opinion what nonsense that's also, you should probably explain the scene that just happened. The the, the, the cutaway to the magazine sorry, was yes. was a was a who wore it best feature in a magazine featuring Jenna pit up pitted up against uh, Miss Piggy, and Miss Piggy won the vote with eighty four percent. Eighty four to sixteen percent. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, I got hung up on Greg Miller. I had to get that out. I've been holding that in all day. Um, yeah. Also, there's a there's a quick visual throwback. Kenneth is carrying a tray of chips, including the was it Saborda Soledad? Oh, I completely missed that. Yeah, it's still apparently it's just don't have. So I guess yeah, no one learned the lesson from Liz's misadventures. I guess. Nope. <laughs> As usual, I have to create my own opportunities. No one will be talking about Tracy Jordan this Friday when I cut my hair off on the Today Show. You're what I think Judas looks like. I guess we should also point out he's saying that to Pete. Yes. <laughs> Just in case there's any confusion. Yeah. Um, also, though, I will say, like, although it is a funny storyline, like, this is... They've done the Jenna... Like, Jenna's subplot is doing things to look for attention. Like, this happened multiple times this season, so... Yeah, but it's, it's a, just... It's I mean, it's usually, no, it, it has been funny every time, but it's like... I've, I've really been noticing, like, it's like, oh, it's like Jenna's storyline again is... Attention. Get, I want attention, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think we got much of it in the second season, though. Which... No, that's what I'm saying. It's been noticeable yeah, this, yeah. in this season. Yeah. I mean, until they're bad, I'm not going to complain too much about it. But I, you're right. It, it has been 
a number of episodes already. Uh, and then to, again, sort of get into the beats of Tracy's storyline, Jack has called Tracy and his entourage up to his office to negotiate his contract. Tracy, I hope you know how much we value you here at TGS. I like to think of this staff as a family. This is better than a family. No one around here asks me for my damn bone marrow. Well, why don't we make this easy on ourselves and renew your existing contract with a 3% increase? Okay. Sorry it took me so long to answer. I was just thinking about how weird it is that we eat birds. All right, uh, we have a deal. You see how easy negotiating can be when it's not really about money. How is this really not about money? Well, obviously, you don't need to work. What's that now, Charles? I'm just saying, you made $300 million last year, so there's no financial need for you to continue with the show. But I never thought of it like that. Thank you. I quit. Goodbye. Uh, Tracy, had he really not put that together? Tracy's is a tactile kinesthetic learning style. Com. So help me God. <laughs> That's a really uh, funny end of that scene. Yeah. But this is the character moment I was talking about. Okay. Like it does Jack has known and worked with Tracy long enough to know that it's totally within his his realm if if to not even think about the the he has enough money not to work thing. Like and it's him saying that which drives the entire rest of the plot and that storyline. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if that woman doesn't happen, you can't really have the rest of it. But it, it just doesn't like, I don't know, Jack would definitely, like Jack would definitely know better than to end a negotiation, say, you know, it's, oh, it's surprising right. that you agreed like so quickly had, because you don't need to work. It's like that, yeah. that you know, like that's more like just, oh, we're advancing the plot as opposed to that's true. something that I feel like is actually yeah. something that makes sense for that character. You yeah. Know? Like the deal was closed. Why did you insist on keeping talking? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But, well, I think it goes back to the line that uh, Jack gave at the beginning where he said, Tracy has so much money, all it really is now is just, um, it's like personal value is what he has. So I think maybe him saying that was uh, just showing that you're beyond money and you are here because you like the people that you work with, maybe. But he doesn't say that in that scene, but I think he could have been leading there in terms of like, because it's not, because like he says, it's not about money, it's about you know, he could be setting up to say, like, it's not about money, it's about, you know, your friendships or, you know, things like that, which, again, Jack had a deal closed, he should have just stopped yeah. talking. No, exactly. I mean, well, uh, well, yes, I mean, another, <clears throat> I mean, big character, he has that, right, he's, he's a solid negotiator, right, so he, yeah. when the deal is done, he's not gonna, he, you wouldn't expect him to keep talking yeah. anyway, so from that end, too, I mean, A, knowing Tracy, B, not stopping when you've made the deal both and are both Riz are just is giving him or dot com's giving yeah, especially him by the point that yeah that dot com is literally yeah trying to cut, cut him off like, yeah stop 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 yeah yeah and he still keeps going so that's fair yeah no it's 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 a it's a pretty big uh flaw in the jack character of this storyline but i guess to keep the plot going uh, and what it sets up i welcome it because tracy's recording studio is fantastic and getting tracy jr and george foreman in the mix again is always a lot of fun but it's kind of a stumble to get there i'd agree you're right so dr drew and dr drew (laughs) that's a love line guy uh dr baird and liz go on a play date i guess they go play tennis and despite his claims of being a pro in college and training all of the uh mothers and the students uh he shows that his bubble has indeed surrounded him and he does not play very well he plays just about as well as i play at tennis i'm actually think i might be a little bit better <laughs> i think um, you are but then they have a little date night and it's a little fun montage of oh i'm sorry well before we get there i just want to say like i think tina fey must play tennis in real life because she plays here and then in that um amazon anthology series modern love that came out mm-hmm. a couple months ago like so it's eight episodes and each is a totally different storyline there's one episode with tina fey and john slattery and like literally the entire plot of that episode revolves around them playing tennis hmm. so well i assume she's middle class white person she probably played tennis yeah. well i mean like but i'm saying but i mean this is just the the second thing i've seen her like you know the word her playing tennis is, is a problem i mean they actually show her like Hitting it, whatever it's you know they don't do like cutaways of like so it, 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 <laughs> really it could be any, yeah or exactly or it could be anyone so right. yeah 
You go, Tina Fey. You hit them tennis balls. Yeah, also, Modern Love was a weirdly all over the place series. Like, there were a couple episodes that were good, there were a couple episodes that were terrible, some that were boring. It was just like, it was interesting because they were able to attract a lot of big stars since it was like one off 30 minute episodes, but. I'd say the Tina Fey one was a good one. There's one with Anne Hathaway that's pretty good. But there are some that are just like... Was it like different writers and directors in mm-hmm. charge? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, I, I think there were some who may have directed or written multiple, but it was, yeah, it was overall, it was like several different people who were doing yeah, different Yeah, that's episodes, why you so. take the Mandalorian approach and you have Jean Favreau <laughs> write all of the episodes, but then you have different directors. So that way it's relatively consistent. And it has been well, I mean, a lot of TV is that, isn't it? Different direction every episode, but you have the same writing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in this case, but I mean, in this case, it was literally every single episode was a different, I completely just different story because it's topical. Because hooray! Yeah, I'm, I know that many. I mean, Team Thirty Rock is. Want to know a stupid thing about me and the Mandalorian? So when sure. the show that I well, obviously I don't watch it. You watch it, but when the show, when when I got back months ago when they announced it, when they talked about the Mandalorian, I was like. I, I thought like it was a ship, like it was a show about a ship. I was like, why is it a show about a ship? And then I realized I was confusing Mandalorian with the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> That's a, I mean, so like, but no, but like Wars, when someone right. started talking about it, I was so confused. I was like, what? what that well, was, I don't see anything about a ship. I thought it would just be like like Star Trek, like a spaceship, gotcha. and then we know where they're going to ride around it. Yeah. And like people, and then finally I was like, oh, the Mandalorian is like a what is it? It's, it's, a, it's like a it's a race it's of a people. Race yeah, of, okay, yeah. yeah, it's not a spaceship. That's I mean that's a better jump than I don't know thinking it's about a gun or something. I mean a ship in Star Wars would make logical sense because yeah, yeah. But, it's, it's but, like but it, 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 it is because I thought it was the Millennium Falcons what I was thinking. I was like, oh, wow. it's about Han Solo's ship and they're going to blah, 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 whatever. But no. Good job. All I know about that show is Mandalorian is not a spaceship and Baby Yoda. That's and Amy Sedaris. That's, that's all you need to That's know. about all yeah. I know. No. Oh, that was such a fun surprise to see her in there. And she hasn't come back yet. There was a setup in the last episode where they were like, uh, he's, he's gathering up his gang and him and this, uh, him and his partner are like in the bowels of the ship, like gearing up and getting ready. And then Baby Yoda has crawled out of his crib and is like just all over the controls, just like causing it to like back and forth. And they're like picking him up, like, oh, we gotta take him somewhere. Do you have anyone that be able to handle him? And I was like, Amy Sedaris, Amy Sedaris. <laughs> and then he took him to another character I already introduced. And I was like, oh, that would have been perfect to like bring Amy Sedaris back in on it. But she might show up again. Um, yeah, no, it's a good show. It might, it might make the cutoff to be one of my favorite shows of this year. Because I think there's only one episode left as of this, so we'll see. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to 30 Rock. Uh, Liz and Dr. Barrett are continuing their date. It's a fun little montage of just sharing dinner recipes and drawing each other and sex. <laughs> no, what is this? Dr. Drew's salmon bourguignon. What is this orangey taste? Gatorade. Awesome. <laughs> are, are you choking? Are you choking? I'm a, I'm a doctor. Stay calm. Stay calm. I just need to. I just need to shake it loose. Wait! Don't panic. I just need to find something to push it down with. Like, do, do you have a chopstick or a fireplace match or something? <laughs> there you go. Ah, I just love. Let, let me shake it out of you. Like her face just has this moment of panic. I'm like, what? First, <laughs> actually shake it. Second, actually, says, oh, let me just push it down your body. Ah, uh, did I, I? I think I told you this story. I think I did back when we first saw her choking. So you can stop me if I've already told it. But when I choked on a chicken biscuit, when we first started dating. Okay, never mind. I won't tell that story again. You can tell it. I, I don't know if I told it on here or not. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That was 40 episodes ago, so it's okay. Sure. Um, so I just, I was coming back from Danville, and uh, I stopped by somewhere to pick up, I'm not doing any names, because we we're not sponsored. Um, <laughs> we want to be. Uh, uh, and so I stopped by and just got like breakfast before work, and I just was at home eating it really quickly, and I was eating it too quickly, and I just took off a bite bigger than I should have. And it literally starts, literally start choking because I just can't quite get it down. And so I'm, I'm kind of doing all the things that Liz does and just like try and drink water to help. Maybe that would help lubricate it or 
trying to get my finger like down to like I don't know like move it or at least get some sort of airway. Uh, thank obviously thankfully I uh, was able to just like go in the bathroom and just sort of like like self Heimlich self Heimlich or like <laughs> logic loose yeah. enough. But I think the kicker was I wasn't alone at home. So I can't easily have just like woken someone up to ask for help, but I was like, I don't want to bother anybody. <laughs> I'd like, rather die than inconvenience yeah, anyone. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, I was like, no, this is my problem. I, I can't, I can't push this on anyone else. <laughs> so Liz comes to Jack about the bubble problem, um, and Jack assures her that she can either write it out or she needs to, she needs to pop that bubble for him. But meanwhile. She runs into Kenneth, who breaks the story of Tracy quitting. Hey, Kenneth. Mr. Jordan quit. What? I thought you were in process. Tracy is taking a strong position right now in the negotiation. It's not unheard of for him to stay home while I formulate my counterproposal. What if it doesn't work? What if he doesn't come back? Oh, no. When I get up, some my and come out. And when it gets to coming out, I can't get to talking no. Jack, I have a show on Friday. It will be rectified. I didn't mean to upset you, Miss Lemon. Mr. Donaghy told us not to tell you, but I couldn't hold it in anymore. Wait a minute. Are you hiding your screw-up from me? Don't cling to this, Lemon. Be a manager. Control your people. Buy better clothes. I'm allowing this because I made a misstep. I'm handling it. And Tracy will be here by Friday night. Just get it done. Nope. I lost it. That was Batman. We did miss something, the scene right that plays right before that, where Liz goes to Jack to um, let her know, like, hey, I think the bubble's real, and uh, what do I do? And Jack's like, yeah, sometimes the bubble pops, or, and people just don't tell you. And he goes, sometimes, you know, or he's like, I used to think I speak perfect French. And so he just says gibberish that sounds French. But that reminded me. So in the subreddit, after posting last week's episode, someone replied back and uh, had a fun little story to share so back when this episode originally aired um you remember the 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 bite nuker name yeah um so apparently in french you would pronounce it bet nuker and that apparently in french translates to stupid fucker because she told that to her French teacher, and her French teacher gasped uh-huh. or they told that to their French teacher and they yeah i think what aloud. bet yeah bet i think is stupid now that i think of it but like Nuker, maybe well, it's a, maybe it's a pronunciation. Yeah, because I say because Nuker is like in the because that's like Nuker sounds Dutch and like I, if I remember correctly, like the character is supposed to be Dutch, uh, Dutch or something. But maybe maybe it's one of those loan words that like exists in I haven't heard that in because like in in French there I want to say footer or something or there's some form of that is is another way to say fuck, but I can't remember for mm. sure. Yeah, but you know that bet is is stupid. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So they got something through the censorship. Yeah. Good job. not the French anyway. They they didn't help us after 9-11. So boo, freedom fries all the way. (laughs) God, that's so stupid. Um, uh, Jenna calls her camaraderie, her group, to get some ideas about what she should do for her hairstyles. Uh, Has some some nice zings against uh, Jennifer Aniston as well as, what's her name, Carrie Russell who I thought was always the daughter of Kurt Russell. And I'm wrong. Surprise. Just coincidence. Thank you, Team Jenna, for being here. Obviously, my Today Show charity haircut is just the first step in my reinvention. This is serial killer language. My mother's boyfriend raised me to believe that a woman's hair is her crowning glory. A haircut can make or break a career. Before the Rachel, Jennifer Aniston was just a chunky nobody who couldn't get a job. Wasn't she already on Friends? Richard Esposito, move to the back. But if I make the wrong choice, I could end up like Carrie Russell, Felicity season two. Okay, let's brainstorm. Everyone shout out words that describe my beauty. Fading. 80s. 1880s. Uh, all right, so this next scene does not age. It didn't age well then. It does not age yeah. well now. Well, I was saying, it was played for last then. Now it's just way too real. So. There's still funny moments, but it's all in Tracy's response. It's not yeah. in what the character is portraying. So if if you're sensitive about Bill Cosby, I'd say maybe skip ahead 90 seconds to avoid it. Uh, we will be playing the clip because it's... <sighs> It's comedically funny, but I understand it just, it's not great. Even though he was found guilty, 
it's still not a great scene. So if you want to skip it, feel free to skip like 90 seconds ahead. Sorry. Hey, you needed me? Lemon, you know Rick from accounting? I don't. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. I've arranged for one of Tracy's childhood idols to reach out to him. Hello? Tracy, this is Jack. I have someone here who wants to speak with you. Tracy, this is Bill Cosby. Really? This is your strategy? All right, I'll do this at a party. I want you to come back to the TGS for the people who like the jokes and the things. Bill Cosby, you got a lot of nerve getting on the phone with me after what you did to my aunt Paulette. I think you're confusing me with someone else. 1971, Cincinnati. She was a cocktail waitress with the droopy eye. I'm the guy with the pudding. You try to tell me what to do? Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable with your light-ass kids. Jack, why would you make me talk to this man? Uh, Tracy, don't hang up. Uh, yeah, Tracy, this is Billy D. Williams. I just want to say I love your work. It's very smooth. Oh. <laughs> uh, again, the tr Bill Cosby stuff is not funny, but it's Tracy's just outrage that is always funny to me, and especially the <laughs> Heathcliff Huxtable and your light-ass kids. It's, that it's, is a funny line. It's such a good delivery. Uh, but I guess we should also talk about the character uh, that's playing that role is the actor Godfrey, uh, who uh, he's a prominent character actor. I think he's most famous for, you remember the 7-Up Yours ads back in oh, the yeah. early 2000s? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he sort of took over that from Orlando Jones after... Um, he stopped doing those ads, so... Was he in... He's been in a... He's a big character actor. He's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say, there's... It's a, for some reason, some kid's show or something? I feel like I remember him from a long time ago, but maybe not. He's just... He's just a character actor. He's yeah. just kind of been in a lot of stuff as, like, either, like, the best friend or the token character, um, if they needed him. Next, a second to last ditch effort. Tracy, uh, Jack has called in Tracy's family, mainly his kids, to get any ideas in some way that he can bring Tracy back to the show. And they have no help, but they uh, they basically, well, Tracy Jr. basically ridicules Jack. It's pretty good. Bobby J. Thompson has come back to play Tracy Jr. As Tracy's family and inner circle, I wanted to enlist your help. Well, I'm sure all of you treasure him being home more. I'm sorry. You want our help with your problem? Donaghy, you need to get our father back to work. That's what I'm trying to do. You want to see what he packed me for lunch today? Mayonnaise? And a pack of cigarettes. That is unfortunate. He set up a home recording studio in our rec room. My girl has a fat neck. I'm shocked. Let's do it again. Thanks to you, I now have an unemployed father. You trying to make a stereotype out of me? Did you even vote for Obama? We've heard from Tracy Jr. Uh, where is your mother? She said she had to take a spa week at Canyon Ranch before my dad broke it in half. What that even supposed to mean? I shouldn't have to hear that. I'm a child. Tracy Jr., uh, George Foreman, I want to get your father back to work just as much as you do. But what do I offer the man who has everything? I don't know what to do. I didn't come here to hear more excuses. I came here to see the dumbest cracker in all of New York. You gotta fix this, Donaghy. Fix this. One of my favorite bits, I, I mean, I, I still sing in my head, my girl has a fat neck all the time because it's just so silly. But in the very end of that, like the Tracy Jr.'s like actor looks literally at the camera before he looks slightly off camera. Like, I don't think he knew what his dad was supposed to be singing. <laughs> so he's just like, he looks like completely bewildered. Like, well, what did he just say? Like, it's, it's just super funny. <laughs> uh, but we... I want to hear a full song of My Girl Has a Fat Neck. <laughs> Let him count your neck rings. Um, we come back and... So we, we should set up Liz and Drew are out to lunch. And they are going through their day as a normal people would. They're waiting in line. They're ordering uh, off menu, which... There's a line that we're about to play that has... for the Until you explained it to me, I just never thought about it in terms of, oh, that's what that means. Um, because I was just taking it so literal that I didn't even think that there was another way of saying it, which, again, to me, it just shows, like, they could have wrote that line a little bit better to make it less confusing. But we'll get there. You know, I don't see it on the menu, but I would love a catfish po'boy and a diet raspberry Fanta. Oh, that is a great idea. Let me order that for you. Excuse me. We will have a turkey burger deluxe and a catfish po'boy with a diet raspberry Fanta. 
I'm gonna come back in five minutes. You try to order off the menu again, I will smack those glasses off your face. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. What was that? Why didn't she call you sweetheart? And where's the complimentary app sampler? What's going on? Okay, Drew, this is how most people live. See, because of your whole, you know, Disney Prince thing. Actually, they used footage of me from my high school swim team to draw Prince Eric. Right. Because of that, you live in a bubble where people do what you want and tell you what you want to hear. Oh, I don't think that's true. Drew, I'm going to tell you this for your own good. You can't put Gatorade on salmon. Oh, yes, you can. The hot Italian lady from the Food Network told me so. Did she say it on TV? No, she said it to me when she jumped escalators to try to talk. Oh. Well, I don't want to live that way. I don't want you to treat me that way. Are you sure? Yeah, Liz, I'm an adult. You can be honest with me. I can take it. So the line that always befuddled me was the, if you try to order off the menu again, I'm going to come and slap the glasses off your face. And I was like, well, they, did, they didn't order off menu because he was ordering something off of menu in terms of they don't have it on the menu. And so was, until you said like they mean off menus and you order something that they don't have, that's what she's saying. And I was like, they could have just worded that a little bit better because it just for like literally for a decade it's yeah. just like that line doesn't make any sense because she was ordering on menu but she was also ordering off menu so why would you say off menu it's just it, well right well, right because you can say i'm ordering the off the menu and you mean you're picking something that's on the menu right right, right 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 that's what i can thinking, mean that but, but she's also ordering she, off menu yeah she's ordering she means that it's not on menu, off menu yeah and it's, like, it's almost like off menu Versus off the menu, like off the menu makes it sound like ordering off the menu in front of you. Mm-hmm. Off menu sounds like off, but also, outside of what's available on the menu. Yeah, but also in the server world, you can order off menu in right. order that you can order a specialty that's either like this daily special or something you know the chef can make, but technically they don't have it on menu. So it's just like the word. It just always it always confused me. But I do have a question. Have you ever tried to marinate your salmon in Gatorade? <laughs> the hot Italian lady from the Food Network yeah, said Yeah, I assume that's a Giada. But uh, <laughs> um, no, mm-hmm. I have not tried to marinate my salmon in Gatorade. I don't see what it could hurt. You don't like a little orange zest in your salmon? I mean, salmon? it could give it a different, all those totally new flavor. That's true. electrolytes you don't get from salmon. That's true. Yeah, think about that. I will have to try that. Who needs olive oil? I'll just use Gatorade. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so meanwhile, we come back to 30 Rock. Tracy still isn't coming back, and Jack has to convince Kenneth. He just has to accept that he has to move on. But Kenneth has a really hard time doing that and also still doing his job. Kenneth, I need your help. You know Tracy quite well, wouldn't you say? Oh, I know Mr. Jordan like the back of my stepfather Ron's hand. I know all his ATM pin codes. I know when he's cranky and needs his binky. I know that by binky, he means 1970s pornography. So how is he functioning without you? Oh, I'm still doing everything for him. Uh, tonight I have to ride my bike over to his house in New Jersey to hold his hand during Lost. That's it, Kenneth, don't you see? You're our ace in the hole. How dare you? You're what I've been looking for, the one thing at TGS that Tracy cannot live without. Now, Kenneth, I need you to cut Tracy off completely. Oh, I don't know if I could do that. You want him to come back, don't you? This is the only way. Don't answer that. It could be Tracy. But I have to answer the phones. That's my job. Hello, Studio 6H. This is Cranston. Oh, hey, Cranston. I was looking for Kenneth. He's not here. But I'm sure wherever he is, he loves you very much. Cranston needs to come back. Yeah, I do, I do want to say, like... Tracy's facial expressions that scene are really good because he's like just like he's like oh like I'm just you know very curious and looking for my old friend Kenneth I haven't heard from him in a while it's like very like innocent and wholesome yeah no that's that's a good read of Tracy this most of this episode is just naive and wholesome like there's like at the beginning when they're doing the the contract negotiations and he's like we'll give you you know same contract with a three percent increase and Tracy just like sits there for a few seconds and he's not like like it's not a face of thanking it's literally just a blank stare and there's like three seconds of holding and he's like okay and he's like i'm just thinking of how weird it was we eat birds 
But it's just like there's this naivete to him, and in this upcoming scene here of him calling back to still try and speak with Kenneth, just his vocal inflections and everything, it's almost childlike of just like, Where's Kenneth? I'm missing it. Like it's just yeah. like it's it's like a child kind of like calling for his mom or something like that. It's 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 kind of adorable, but it's also like, Well, you're a forty year old man. <laughs> How spoiled are you? Fat neck girl, let me count your neck rings. I'm thirsty. Family, who's in charge of my thirst? Cranston, why hasn't Kenneth called me back yet? I miss him. Cranston, why are you crying? (laughs) It's so cute. That is adorable. (laughs) Also, it kind of draws a parallel between the two plots because Tracy's kind of in his own bubble where he's expecting people to take care of his needs and it's not... Does it, it's, I guess, well, I would say it's not because of his looks, but it's not really just because he's rich or talented. It's just because, like, he and Kenneth have this, like, codependent relationship yeah. where he expects all his needs to be just taken care yeah. of. Yeah. Because until... I mean, I guess, like, his posse was doing all of that for him. Yeah. Of being the codependency, but... I guess Kenneth was doing it to such an extreme that even Grizzin.com just kind of like let Kenneth do it and they just reap the benefits of being in the posse. Yeah. Yeah. We are back with sketch comedian Jenna Maroney. Thank you, Meredith. But please, I'm not a hero. I'm just trying to raise awareness that I'm more than just that hot chick on Tracy Jordan's show. (laughs) So this is for Locks of Love? Oh, no. Locks of Love turned me down. They said my hair was too processed for a sick person to wear. But this is for a wonderful charity called Merkins of Hope. Okay, uh, let's make the big cut. So what about that crazy news that Tracy Jordan has quit TGS? What? Oh yeah, word is he quit over a contract dispute. Guess you're the only star left on that show. No, no, stop, stop cutting my hair. I don't need this anymore. Oh Oh my God. It's okay, it's okay. I can fix this. So my only knowledge of a Merkin is it's a pubic wig. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Exactly. I thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. That's it's real. Thank you for confirming that for me. Wow. Yep. Okay. I think I, I don't know where else to go. I think don't they use that a lot in like uh, movies and TVs to like cover up? So maybe Jenna oh, will get. Yeah. To maybe she'll get <laughs> her own. Work. She can. Well, I guess she, she maybe she probably didn't give up enough hair to do special that, effects. But. I don't know. Only they. All right. I, I, another thing that I that that scene just reminds me is like. Jenna didn't hear any of that through Thirty Rock. Like, don't you think like Kenneth would have like she would have noticed Kenneth being sad, and she would have been like, "Oh, Kenneth, don't worry, it'll grow back." Like she says with Liz, but then then Kenneth like, "Oh no, I'm not sad, Miss Maroney. I'm just sad because Tracy's no longer gonna be here." Like, it just it seems like she shouldn't have been out of the loop on that. But for the joke, it has to that she has to be ignorant to it. But that's that's another thing. Like the writing on this is good, but it's just a little bit off in terms of some characters. That is a little yeah, convenient because she right. That's the sort of thing that she probably like. She would have almost heard immediately. Yeah. She'd be like, "Oh, good. I don't need to cut my hair." Yeah. For the storyline, she has to be ignorant to it. Good catch. Um, so Tracy finally just comes back to Thirty Rock to to figure out why Ken's been ducking him, and they reach a decision. They reach a, a conclusion of how. Tracy can come back and Kenneth can keep his job. Hey, Ken, I've been calling you. Has Cranston not been giving you my messages? No, he told me. Yeah, well, don't worry. Just came to get a few of my things and I won't bother you. All right, I guess that's everything. But I want you to know, if I walk out that door, Ken, I'm not gonna call again. It's over. You understand? I can't do this. I'm sorry, Mr. Donaghy, but I can't. Mr. Donaghy wanted me to stop talking to you so you'd come back. So you use Cranston as his gatekeeper. I'm very disappointed, Kenneth. I know. I blew it. I guess I'm only farm strong and not heart strong. Fine. Go and help him. I shouldn't have tried to manipulate the two of you that way. But I will need you to turn in your page jacket. What? Oh, your main duty was taking care of Tracy. Tracy no longer works here, therefore your services are no longer required. As a page? Oh, no. Wait a minute. You want to fire my boy Ken? Stay out of this, Tracy. It's not your concern. Unless? Unless what? 
You say Kenneth can't work here because I don't work here. But if I work here, so can Kenneth. I don't understand. Of course you don't, you idiot. I'm coming back to work, Jack, with Kenneth. Damn you and your meddling. I'll be in my dressing room. Come on. I've got to get back into that bubble. So the last of our stories are now ready to wrap up. And Liz confronts Dr. Baird about the bubble, and he refuses to change. He's too comfortable. So he rides off into the snowy sunset horribly. Well, we should say we yeah. skipped over the part where they play tennis and Liz plays for real. That's true. And yeah, 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 yeah. completely destroys him, and he lashes out. He lashes out and calls her a cheater. Yeah, and some other things, some other unkind things. <laughs> Yeah. But his uh, his storyline is is a good uh, metaphor. I don't know if that's the right the word, but basically that's how you use that word. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, how his like I guess the privilege from his looks. It's like yeah. when he's treated like a nor- just like a normal person. He it it strikes him as if he's being completely like discriminated or not discriminated against but like you know he, he's he take, like just being treated like a, he's treated as a lesser being yeah exactly like now just being treated like a normal average person is like being treated badly for him so it's like right. you know and even still being treated as an average person it's still yeah. pretty good like it's a yeah. pretty good life so it's yeah and recognize your privilege that's see 30 Rock was progressive back in 2009 <laughs> In some ways, some ways, maybe not so much with Bill Cosby, but they were eye-opening. Well, I mean, to be, I mean, I, I mean, I think that's the thing where another one is like, oh, Thirty Rock knew it and said it before it became a, you know, that's one of the big. Yeah, I think there'll be another one that comes up. Like I think Jenna says something like almost very on the nose about it. Yeah, Um, I think in season five or six. uh, Yeah, Um, (laughs) we'll get there. Sir, you are pulling that look off. Look, I wanted to apologize for my behavior the other day on the tennis court. That is not who I am. But you made me feel like a loser. Because you lost. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that to you, but you have so much potential. But I'm happy this way. I didn't like it outside the bubble, Liz. It was very ironic. No, it wasn't. That's not how you use that word. Stop it. I want to use ironic however I want. I want to stay in the bubble, Liz. And I want you in there with me. Come on. Come away with me. We can go upstate on my new motorcycle. Oh, boy, Drew. I don't think this is going to work. Okay. I guess I'll see you around then. Or as the French say, Vaja Confusion Fontille. Yeah. I'll see you around. He does his best. Yeah. And in classic Dr. Drew fashion, he can't actually drive a motorcycle well, and he crashes into multiple parked cars on his way down the street. He was probably street. just told, here's a motorcycle, no school, no questions asked. <laughs> Let me check and see the next time he's on. I don't think we get him again until next season. And um, I think he's just like a couple quick cameos. I remember he's in the live episodes. Is that the next season? Uh, no, that's season five, but he's in, okay. the, he's in the episode when she goes to... Uh, the dentists uh, for wisdom teeth because she she fantasizes that all of the um, staff are her exes and then he's in another episode when she's trying to get a date last minute for um, the wedding when Wesley Snipes uh, (laughs) her name is Wesley Snipes when you think Wesley Snipes what do you think British man or black actor when you hear the name Wesley Snipes so Dr. Baird is driven off into the snowy sunset, uh, or sunrise, I don't know what time it is. <laughs> I'm assuming sunset. Uh, but we will not see him again until next season in a couple of quick cameos, and then we'll see him later on in a few of the live episodes. So, um, yeah, that's a wrap on Dr. Baird for now. Uh, final thoughts on the bubble. 
No, like I said at the beginning, there's a lot of funny moments, um, but there's a lot of funny moments, but I wouldn't say it's among my favorite of the season, but not the worst either. Yeah, that's fair. I think, um, again, a lot of it is, is Tracy's almost like childlike ignorance and just the way his characters handle uh, Jenna's storyline, although it's very brief. And like and you did mention, it's it's kind of, we've seen this already a lot, especially this season. It's nothing new, but it's still like a refreshing way for her to try and get attention. So it's sort of commendable. Um, but the idea of, of talking to someone who doesn't recognize their privilege is, was at least, I mean, it's kind of still refreshing. There's not too many shows that address that nowadays, but uh, for for Thirty Rock to sort of be talking about that, even though it's it's almost indirectly saying you know bubble remaining privilege, um, they're still like talking about something that, that few people recognize or at least will refuse to accept. And this situation, they refuse to accept it. They understand it, but they refuse to accept it, and they just insist like, no, I want to still live my life with all the perks as opposed to have to struggle for anything. Um, so there's there's a lot of laughs in here. I mean, I, the the shaking Heimlich maneuver will always be really funny to me, and the Tracy singing <laughs> fat neck song is fantastic. Um, yeah, no, I think it, I think it's a standout episode, especially coming right off the back of last week's episode. So, yeah, solid, solid episode. Any other thoughts? How many neck rings do you have? I have one neck ring. Uh, Meanwhile, you have nineteen. Uh, <laughs> on that note on that note thank you for joining us on go to there um, as always if you like what we're doing rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff on Apple Podcasts will help us out the most and we will plan on seeing you next week for episode 52 season 3 episode 16 for our final episode of 2019 uh, as well as our one year anniversary of 30 Rock go to there <laughs> is the name of this podcast <laughs> Um, but like next week, Dennis Duffy's back, and he has some news that he's not only slept with Liz, which we all know, but that he's also slept with Jenna. What will happen then on next week's episode of Apollo Apollo? David, take us out. See you next time. I'm shocked. Let's do it again. Fat neck girl, let me count your neck rings.